wonder if life is just an endless loop of creation and destruction, and hell is the realization that we're powerless to alter the course. Can actor Nazari Demkovich answer 100 questions in 5 minutes to win the Manitoba money shot? All this plus, hey kids, on this episode called Nazari Demkovich Shoots on Showbiz. Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. Why, hello there. It's Ronald George Moore, the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. Today, I bring you actor Nazari Demkovich, a Manitoba actor. He's a young lad. He's only in his 20s, but he has a long resume of films and projects he's been a part of. And with this interview, we go into his projects. We talk about what it's like to audition for projects, what it's like to be on the set of projects, and meeting some big-time stars. So it's a great interview and a lot of fun. Uh, One of his most recent ones, films, is Elevator Game. And if you haven't seen it, you should really check it out because it's a very good film, especially if you're into the scary genre. Um, This interview is filled. We talk a lot about elevator game there's tons of spoilers so if you have not seen it and you don't want any spoilers i recommend you watch the movie first and then listen to this interview you can find it on shutter the streaming service there you go hot tip for you i'm i am so thankful that nazari came over and uh agreed to do this interview because he's such a cool guy and he has like the hot whip (laughs) Like young Hollywood should. Uh, so gracious. Brought over a box of Ukrainian chocolates, which were delicious. Thank you very much for those. And we first met on the set of Escape, which is a short film based on the book by Carolyn Gray. The book called Dean Gunnerson: The Making of an Escape Artist. Which, by the way, there are still copies left. If you want to get a hold of one of these books, 30 Smackers, you just email me. Okay, I'll make sure it happens. The the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast at gmail.com. And I'll tell you what, you put money shot in the subject line, you're gonna get 33% off. And I guess I should say, since this is kind of a worldwide platform, uh shipping charges not included in that price. It's a fantastic book. Carolyn does a great, great job of exploring Dean's life and how he got into magic and his relationship with aspiring magician. Philip Hornan, it's just a wonderful story filled with all the emotions, and really, it's a must-read. The short film Escape, which is based on uh, the book, is not out there yet. It's had a couple screenings, but it's not... Don't go looking for it because you can't find it, but hopefully, eventually, once it is available, I will put a link on this episode. Um, speaking of links, I got your links over here for the matter of blah, 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 on social media. We are on X. We are on Facebook. We are, we say we, but it's me, uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, blah. TikTok, Ronald George Moore. Uh, so you can just search the Manitoba Money Shop podcast. They should all pop up at some point. Our home base is soundcloud.com slash the Manitoba Money Shop podcast. If you hit up the playlists, you'll find a header for interviews and a couple of columns there filled with 75 and more interviews with Manitoba top talent or Manitoba adjacent. <laughs> if you, if uh, you're an artist and you step foot in this province, I want to interview you. In addition, I like to drop two shows a week, the Tuesday Titter where I just kind of ramble on, and the Friday foreplay, where I like to recommend some sort of Manitoba gold for you to check out over the weekend. Those two shows are Pretty Cool, and I do a third show, a third secret show called The Sunday Swallow Loop, which is a personalized episode made just for the patrons of the channel. If you go to patreon.com slash the Manitoba Money Shot podcast you can join up for as little as i'm pretty sure it's a dollar 50 it could be a dollar at the lowest tier and of course if you'd like to pay more you have other options there you can get some artwork from me i'm not saying i'm a great artist but i certainly know how to uh spell so (laughs) get you something extra 
check it out. Uh, Patreon.com slash. So if you have any comments, you have any questions, you have any concerns, the Manitoba Money Shot podcast at gmail.com. Send me anything, and I'm sure if I get anything, I will be reading it in a future episode. And since I'm asking, if you would be so kind, feel free to leave a comment on your podcast platform. Maybe give it a five-star rating. They always say every little bit helps. Want to get the word out. Tell your friends. Share it on social media. Do what you can do. Help me help you help me. Oh, and stick around after the interview because with every interview, I like to be inspired to come up with some sort of comedy bit. I think this one's pretty special, and I want to thank my children for helping me out on it. It's a lot of fun, and I still giggle every time I listen to it. But anyway, here we go, people. Nazare Demkovich, so cool. It's nice to have a little bit of young Hollywood North here. And uh, thank you again for listening. I love you so much. Here we go. Bye. All right, we're rolling with Nazari Demkovich. Yes, yes. Bringing the energy. (laughs) Woo! Woo! How you doing? Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, this is live, face to face too. Yes, not this any this Zoom stuff. Yes, and and even more so, this is my first podcast. Whoa! I'm sorry, this is your first one. We'll we'll try to you know live up to some expectations of what a podcast really is. I mean. This is like on the most amateurish level that you can think of right now. Oh, you no, know? I love it. I love it. So what we do here is we start off the whole, every episode was just asking you, where were you born? Winnipeg, Manitoba, what, Canada. Nice. What hospital? <laughs> uh, Grace Hospital. What what part of the city are you in? The north, south? Uh, east. East. You're in the east, east. so that was like Transcona? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. wicked. Yeah. You're in Transcona, yeah, yeah. It's a right. cool, cool little place. <laughs> right. Is it the same, like, are you still living in the house you were brought up yep. in? Or? Yep, exactly. Wow, that's Never cool. moved. Uh, I've obviously traveled here and there, just like on a trip, trip or two, but uh, always lived in the same cute little house. <laughs> that is awesome. With the parents, yep. siblings? Yep. yep. Uh, I do have one older brother, but he's uh, he has his uh, two kids now. One just graduated high school. So it's a quite, cool house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's no, out he, of there. he's out of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Cool. And how do you like Transcona? I like it. I like it. It's uh it's a cute little part of town. You know, Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg in general is a really nice city. It has a lot of hidden gems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't venture to one part of it very fairly often, but then you do, it's like you're in a totally different place. You know, you keep going east, you hit the Nairn, then Regent, or I guess Regent is Transcona. Yeah. I don't even know where the cutoff is. I always think La Jumodier. It's so confusing when there's like one street that eventually turns into a different street name but it's still the same street oh yeah. my gosh that confuses me that's but, all over Winnipeg yeah. that drives me crazy yeah yeah <laughs> that's funny uh what school what schools were you, uh, did you go to elementary so I uh, from kindergarten to grade eight I went to Immaculate Heart of Mary school it was a private uh, Ukrainian Catholic school uh, nice because you're Ukrainian because I'm Ukrainian yes, yes sir that's your family history yeah. Ukrainian yep. nice and my first language is actually Ukrainian so I went into school not knowing English Wow, yeah, no yeah. way. My classmates would teach me like table, chair, <laughs> like teach me these simple words. Um, and were yeah. you learning French too? Yes, <laughs> oh uh, eventually God. from grade four. Whoa. Yeah, but not really a conversationalist when it comes to French yet. And was that the reason why you're going to private school? You're like, well, we got to uh, get yeah, the English so I think, in there. Uh, so it wasn't really my choice. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I think, yeah, I think the parents really had it out for me in the sense of wanting me to be... Uh, brought up in a place that's uh, fairly um, caring in the sense that you're taught values of respect and of Mm -hmm. dignity and of all these kinds of things. Also, there was a really nice perk where we had uniforms, so they didn't have to think about clothing for a good couple of years for me to go to school. (laughs) For sure. Um, But yeah, it was a cool place. And of course, the culture was there, the culture, the traditions and all that was still. Yeah. Uh, High school was Kildonanese Collegiate. Okay, yeah, yeah. that good, good stuff. It was awesome. It was awesome. Kildonan East. <sighs> they have an awesome, like, pretty much program for anything and everything, I'll say. But uh, <laughs> I was a part of uh, the theater class, the drama class, uh, of course. So we did a good number of plays. We did The Princess Bride. 
uh, Night of the nice. Living Dead nice. and a Christmas and a Christmas Story. Yeah, and that was a dinner theater. Night of the Living Dead was a dinner theater. It was it was awesome. Like zombies being waiters. Yeah, exactly. Fun. Exactly. It That's was a fun. blast. It was a blast. Honestly, very cool. Such great memories. Uh, Miss Francis, she's a wonderful drama teacher, and uh, yeah, it was just just loads of fun to spend your high school years doing that. Going back on your IMDb. Capote? Yes, sir. And you're six? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Six yep, years yep. old on a film set. Now, what led you to appear in the Capote film? So I guess going back to how I kind of fell into this industry in general, mm-hmm. um, when I was around five, six years old, my parents were putting me in through through the ropes, through everything, right? I right. was put into violin. Yes. I was doing swimming. I was doing uh, taekwondo. And I was also put into the Manitoba Theater for Young People at the Forks, the MTYP. Wild. Yes. Very cool. Um, Great school. Exactly. Mm -hmm. One thing that I remember is the awesome masks hanging on the walls at the Manitoba Theater for Young People. That was just awesome. And I remember every... after every class, my mom would come with a slice of pizza, and that was kind of like our, our traditional, quote-unquote, thing to do. It's like after every class, we'd have a slice of pizza, which was awesome. Wow, um, cool. But yeah, it, it, it was fun just as a kid to kind of like be allowed to perform and to just hang out and just be you, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so speaking to that, I guess um, how I got into Capote, uh, one evening my mom got, or my parents rather, got a call and they're like, hey, we want, I'm speaking, not quoting. Uh, they're like, hey, we want your son for a movie, this and this. And she she thought it was something for the MTYP. It's like, oh, is it a show? Is it theater? Like, mm-hmm. Audition? They're like, no, no, we already chose your son, like, based on look or whatever, because I looked like the family, right? So I had to fit, look like the brother or the parents. Right. Now, this would have been MTYP recommending you. So I don't know. Like, no. I don't know. <laughs> really? I don't know who that was. I, I, it. It was such a long time ago, and my mom just, like, the story that my mom says is that she just got a call one night saying that I got wow. a part just out of nowhere. Right. And Somebody I don't know scouting. if it was, exactly, if it was someone scouting or just, like, looking through the, so to, so to speak, MTYP roster yeah, <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah, I do remember having my own trailer, <laughs> which, which, which I was Beautiful. stoked about. Yeah. I was stoked about having my own trailer. It was definitely a couple of days. Um, I remember, uh, or at least my mom remembers, uh, it was super cold. And one of the actresses, I think it was Catherine Greenway, uh, she had those little heat packs and mm-hmm. she gave those heat packs to me cause I was cold outside right. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was definitely at least two days because we had a scene where it was like a dinner scene. And then yeah. there was another scene that ended up being cut where, uh, we were just playing by the Christmas presents, like unwrapping presents during Christmas time and all nice. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that part I do remember because the toys that we played with, they were like super old, right? Because they were supposed to be from that era. Right. Yeah. But funny story. Also, at that time, I had a rat tail in the back of my hair. Right. And I really loved like it. Like a Jedi apprentice. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that was not in style back then. So the hair ladies <laughs> oh, right. tried to bribe me every which way to cut it. They were giving me lollipops and everything. And I just wouldn't budge. So I ended up clipping it somehow with like bobby pins or whatever. <laughs> but that's just wow, like a funny really memory. Wow, you really flexing your muscle yeah, on the set. Yeah, exactly, right? First time on set and I'm not even <laughs> budging with my hair. Oh my gosh, six years old. That is so cool. Yeah. I like that. It was fun. I have demands fun. here. <laughs> yeah. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The actor who played my father in the film is actually Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper, yeah. And the scene with Philip Seymour Hoffman was actually him coming to our house for dinner. Mm-hmm. And so he walks in through the door. We jump up, jump up onto the couch, my brother and I, or my brother in the film. Um, we jump up onto the couch and, you know, I'm six years old. I don't really understand who these people are. Course, I'm just kind of yes. doing, doing as I'm told and like taking everything in and soaking mm-hmm. it in, like all of these big cameras and this crew and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now that I look back at it and looking at like the one or two photos that I uh, was able to take on set with them, mm-hmm. man, that's an awesome experience. And it was a few years before you your next project, right? I yeah, think it was like five yeah, years. I guess after that happened, I, it kind of just naturally came along where I started to get auditions and kind of like uh, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was just going to these auditions. Eventually, I started going to uh, Lois Brothers and her Children's Acting Center. Uh, so I oh, I don't know that. Say that again. So Lois Brothers. Lois Brothers. Lois Brothers. Okay. Yeah, she has a, a act, children's acting center uh, for kids. Nice. And I do remember after MTYP, I'm pretty sure that was my next stop. Cool. Uh, and so that was like more 
like I guess more specific to film and TV versus theater. Right. Exactly. Um, yes. And so that was kind of like auditioning like let's practice let's have some fun mm-hmm. let's do things more specific to film and theater so everything else kind of fell by the other sides the yeah. taekwondo the well i actually violin. kept up with everything and i still do you're kidding really no I'm wow not. uh so i kept up with taekwondo um i guess on that side of things uh i got a black belt and three gold medals by the time i was 10 years holy old holy shit yeah. dude that's great congrats <laughs> thank you thank wow. you so much and um and Taekwondo kind of, so the dojo ended up moving across the city and that was like just too far. So just naturally that kind of drifted away. Yeah. Violin, I still keep up with. I'm a part of a folk ensemble right now called Melos. Wow. Yeah. So I'm Melos. Uh, Melos. Yeah. Okay. We performed at Folklorama this year. We have a performance coming up in November and December. So yeah, wow. still keeping up with violin. And a quartet? Uh, so it's, so we have, so it's a full on folk ensemble. So there's a group of dancers, that so they do a dancing piece. Not all of our wow. pieces incorporate everyone, mm-hmm. but we do have dancers, we have a full choir, and we have a full orchestra. So in the orchestra are uh, two accordions, uh, percussionist, drums, uh, two to four violinists, um, and a guitarist as well. Wow, that sounds like yeah. a huge party. It is. It is. It's a lot of people on stage. <laughs> right. That's great. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Wow. I also, uh, somewhere along the way, I also picked up ballroom dancing. Ballroom dancing? <laughs> ballroom dancing. That I must have... be even hard finding partners. It was. And especially when COVID, COVID came around, I mm-hmm. kind of, COVID kind of put a damper on things with social distancing and all that, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, since COVID, I haven't been back yet, but... Um, but yeah, I enjoy I enjoy bits and pieces of everything. That's good, and that's really good for the special skills on the resume. <laughs> for sure, exactly. <laughs> you have, as I said, you have already a nice little list of films and projects that you've worked on, and I thought it'd be kind of fun just to kind of go over, you know, these projects and get sure. some inside scoop yeah. from it. Blackfield, what is Blackfield? Once again, I'm not familiar with a lot of drama, suspense, and this seems to be, this was 2009. Yes. Do you remember that one? Uh, yes, I do. Um, so Blackfield is, uh, was directed by Danishka Esterhazy, and uh, I still keep in touch with her here and there. She's a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. And so Blackfield, I played uh, the part of Ivan Kravchenko. Funny enough, a Ukrainian boy. <laughs> <laughs> Built for it. Exactly. Yeah, that was a really fun project. Uh, we kind of, I don't remember exactly where we filmed, but we filmed outside of Winnipeg. And if I'm not mistaken, it was a really old either farmhouse or something that was so old to the extent that it was turned into a museum. Okay. Yeah. And it was, uh, uh, so the film takes place in the time where the first newcomers to Canada are kind of just settling and stuff like that. And I played um, a part of a boy, of part of a family, a Ukrainian family of like first, one of the first uh, settlers to be in Winnipeg or oh, wow. around that's, Winnipeg. That's I guess. awesome. Yeah. The wardrobe that was actually like super old. I don't remember exactly how old it was, but it was vintage wardrobe and realistic to the time and the era and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it was really fun to kind of travel back in time and do that. And I do remember one instance where um, I did have some lines in that film. And I remember after hearing cut, I asked Miss Esther Hazy, hey, was that good? Is there anything that I could change? And she was the sweetest saying, no, no, that's completely fine. Because I wanted to do my best self. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was. It's fun. hard sometimes because you wanted to do another take, and they're like, "No, no, we got it." Exactly. And you're exactly. like, "Ah, oh, no." And, and me being, uh, oh, how old would I have been there? Like, I guess around ten years old, more or less. Yeah. Uh, and I still cared for it so much. You auditioned for that. Yes. Yes. And you're I did. getting into the whole auditioning. Yeah. How do you prepare for an audition? So, like, long story short, learn the li- lines, run it a whole bunch of times with my mom. Yeah. She's she is definitely my scene partner from then up until now and <laughs> and, and moving forward. Yes. Um yes. and so just run lines and kind of if she thought I should do something differently, I went with it. And that's pretty much it. Nowadays I do a little bit more in depth when it comes to like characters and thinking about the characters how they relate to each other the storyline yeah uh, where it fits into the movie and more specifics like that yeah like will you ask questions before you start like as far as like where this 
characters from or that type of stuff or you feel like ah, i shouldn't be bugging these guys with questions so sometimes i do if i have a question that would really make a difference in my portrayal of the character or the scene yeah um but other times i also like to kind of envision it myself they give a lot of information when, when it comes to like the character description and the scene and the film yeah uh so that helps a lot um but yeah sometimes i ask a question if it would take the scene in a different direction other ways i kind of like to Feel it out. See what happens. Let's continue down the road here. The Pinkertons. <laughs> uh, yeah, The Pinkertons. That's another period piece. Oh, man, that was fun. Um, directed by Douglas Mitchell. It was period wardrobe, but this time it was a Western. Right. So, oh, my gosh, that was wicked. That was wicked. <laughs> Just, like, being being in, in, in like, a, in like a, I guess, a, a farmhouse, but, like, in the Western side of things, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. In one of the scenes, I had the lower half of a dress, and I was teaching one of my fellow guys how to dance because he was practicing on how to dance with the lady. Right. <laughs> so that was just that was hilarious. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, it was it was a short scene, but it was sweet. It was it was really fun. And then also, there's Channel Channel Zero two years later. Channel yeah. Zero sci-fi. Yes. I, yes. I don't I don't I haven't seen any of that. Yeah. Either. So Channel Zero is an anthology series. Um, so it's more of the horror side of it, but it's the horror kind in my opinion, that gets into your head and gets you thinking and Mm -hmm. worrying about what's in the corner, what's around the corner. So I was a part of season three called Butcher's Block. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of, um, and and so I opened up the season and again, a short-lived character, but it was, it was, it was a blast. (laughs) Uh, We were shooting at, I think one of the scenes that I'm thinking of right now, we're shooting at four or five in the morning out in Selkirk. Everything is so foggy, so misty, so yeah. spooky, so chilly. Yeah. Uh, it was just awesome. The ambiance, the atmosphere, everything. It was For just sure. Was it so pumped well. in? No, it wasn't. It was the natural. The fog was natural. Wow. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. I had yeah. to take pictures because you're driving down the road mm-hmm. and you can't see like, I don't know, maybe 20 feet yeah. to the right because yeah. it's just fog. It was awesome. <laughs> it was um, almost, I almost died. It was so cool. <laughs> and also these projects, they both, you won an award, yeah. Young Entertainers Award yes, for sir. both the Pinkertons and Channel Zero. And that's out of Hollywood? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this for a sec. So you went to Hollywood and you went up on stage and won an award? Yes, sir. Can you t- okay. What, um, what are the details on this? So, okay. So the Young Entertainer Awards, they're out of Los Angeles, Hollywood. Um, and so they celebrate actors up until the age of adulthood. So right. that's like 18, 21 ish. Um, and so I don't remember how I came across this, but on a whim, I just decided, you know what, let's go for it. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Because sometimes in life, you just have to do that. You just have to say yes, whatever happens, happens. Right. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And so yeah. from that moment of submitting, when I got, I remember when I got, um, or when the nominations list came out and I was looking through it and I saw my name, that was the first, that was probably the first moment where I was truly speechless. Wow. Like I, I couldn't say a word. I just took my phone. I just went into my mom's room and I'm just showing her the list <laughs> and I just could not, nothing would come out of my voice. Right. So I was there a couple of times uh, at this point now. They were held at the Universal Studios uh, Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So they had a theater called the Globe Theater, which I believe now has been turned into a ride instead of a theater. Uh, And so they were held there for two years, uh, I think, two or three years. So after that, they were held at the Warner Brothers Studios, which was also an awesome experience. And so after that, they changed venues a couple of times. But that's where I was. I had the privilege of going to Warner Brothers Studios, having a studio tour, and then being able to attend an event behind the scenes. Yes. Wow. Um, and as a respected guest. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And the craziest thing about the Universal Studios experience was they just built a Wizarding World of Harry Potter okay. in Hollywood. Yeah. And that wasn't opened up open to the public yet. And so just because we were having that event, we mm-hmm. had a like a special as, pass as, yeah. to to actually visit and see the Wizarding World of Harry Potter before the public got to Were you into it? I was. I, guess I love it was so much. At yeah. that time, yeah, yeah. I got I got my sorting hat on. I got my uh, goblet of fire as a souvenir to take home. Uh, my mom actually went on a ride with me too, and she loved it. Well, so that's yeah, it was it was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. You still got them displayed on the shelf. These little yeah. words. Yeah. That's, yes, I do. So yes, cool, do. man. So cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. It it says here. Now this is something that I can't find anywhere on the internet, but maybe you can shed some light on a film that you directed and wrote a short film. <laughs> it's called A Page Short. Yeah. What's that all about? So so throughout my university years, 
And which university? University of Manitoba. Okay. Okay, so I have two passions. My two passions are acting and my and science. Science? Very yes. cool. Okay. So uh, I guess jumping a little bit back, so there's a little bit of a pretext to this. Uh, throughout high school, I did theater. I did drama. So I have an arts certificate, but I also finished biomedical internship. So, oh, so the science side of what? <laughs> what was that again? But, Biomedical internship. Gotcha. So that was at Kildonini's Collegiate. And that was an awesome program where throughout uh, studying chemistry, biology, and these science courses at a little bit of a higher level, yeah. you also had the experience and the ability to uh, job shadow different professions. We had um, 100 hours of volunteering at Concordia Hospital next to whatever position we wanted. Uh, we tried nursing, we tried lab techs, we tried pharmacists, like all of these different positions. So that was an awesome experience. And so jumping from that into university, uh, in university, I finished with a degree, a bachelor of science degree in human nutritional sciences, as wow. well as a film studies degree. Holy shit, dude. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so my two passions. Oh my God. Um, and so throughout the film studies degree, uh, one of the core or two of the courses rather were to actually make film student films. Mm-hmm. And so that film, a page short is one of my student films. I see. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so a lot of pretext, but, <laughs> but it found its way onto the IMDb. Exactly. I think that's good. You know, it was, um, the, the film projects that I did, I, I, I really loved how they turned out because obviously you put so much work and effort into it. And, being a film student, we did everything from writing to directing to acting to editing to filming to everything. Yeah. Um, and so that one film in particular, um, at at these awards, there was an opening for for student films in particular, not so much, quote unquote, like more professional films, but student films. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let's see what happens with this, right? You Again, you got to do, you got to try those these doors. things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so I gave it a shot. And luckily enough, fortunately enough, it was picked up by the awards and I put it up onto IMDb. Siberia 2018, Keanu Reeves, what the H? What's going on that? <laughs> oh man, that was another. So that would probably be not a speechless moment, but one where I immediately, like, Whoa. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, that probably would be one of those moments where I couldn't contain myself and just started yelling and screaming and out of pure ecstatic yeah. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, what's the role in, in Siberia? So I played the role of Vladimir. Uh, I was one of three brothers and a sister. And we live in a small town. We have our little cafe that we run. And here comes along an American played by Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he needs a place to stay. So he stays at our guest house uh, while he's there on a quote-unquote business trip. And the business trip turns out to be the uh, dealing of this rare blue diamond. Sounds shady. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and the innocent people get caught in the middle. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, no, so that was filmed a outside the city. Yeah, it filmed uh, in uh, Marquette, I believe, Marquette, Manitoba. Okay. Uh, going into the audition, I went in for two parts, and I didn't know how they wanted it. So uh, I played the part. So I had the character breakdown, of course. I knew the character was uh, Russian or Russian-speaking and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I went into the audition, and I played it in English, in English with a Russian accent, as well as in Russian. Wow. So that was... They, they, they weren't expecting that? Uh, like I don't the, think so. I, I just came in and I was like, here's what I have. What would you like to see? And they were like, show us everything. Wow, I was like, sweet, let's cool. go. Let's have yeah. some fun. Yeah. And I remember, man, that was, I don't remember when the audition was, but I do remember that it wasn't in winter. But I took my uh, my winter parka with me yeah. and changed it because, you know, you're in Siberia. It's got to be cold. Yeah. Anyway, uh, from that comes the call that I got the part. I was super ecstatic. Uh, and then everything started from there. Everything started like wardrobe fittings, all that, the mm-hmm. whole routine thing. Yeah. And one of the things that weren't routine for me was firearms training. Oh, That was sweet. wicked. And then after that came the filming progress. After the first day of filming, I believe, the first week of filming, we went out to drinks. So that was awesome being at the Fort Gary Hotel with the guys and then with Mr. Keanu Reeves, of course. It was right. It was a totally whole experience. I, I feel like throughout most of that, I was having sort of an out-of-body experience where I was I was there physically. Yeah. But mentally, I was like outside <laughs> of the picture in third person because I could not believe 
right. it was actually happening. For sure, but you're an actor. You can keep. You looks like you're keeping your cool throughout exactly. this whole process. Exactly, it looks right? like it. It felt like as if I've known him for like good number of years before, as if we've been good friends. He's just such a gentleman, such a genuine person, so yeah. kind. Um, the first time I actually, the first time I met him, was in the hair and makeup trailer. And I was sitting there either getting my hair or makeup done, one one or the other. And I just remember hearing the door open and these big footsteps coming down the trailer yeah. from the opposite end. And plopping down next to me was Mr. Keanu Reeves. Wow. <laughs> and that was just, that was surreal. But he was so calm and welcoming. It just took all the pressure away. And, and speaking to that, actually, uh, during filming, I remember they had like the set kind of cordoned off with tape and all that kind of stuff. But I remember him coming out uh, earlier from lunch and actually greeting people waiting there on the side of the road, having taking time to greet each person, to talk wow. with them, to take a picture, to sign an autograph, yeah. just casually, calmly just give someone something to remember that is so sweet yeah you know real real inspiration for any actor for sure. really to, who can who reaches at those heights in hollywood but to still be so grounded for sure 100 you know? percent. very cool the spencer sisters that's leah thompson yeah thompson yeah yes and back Stacey to the future yeah and who stacy farber that was fun also a new experience on that set a new experience being playing violin on a film set. Oh, sweet! Yeah. Uh, so for for the audition, I knew I knew that the character was a violinist, but there was no violin piece in the audition. I was like, oh, you know what? What the heck? Let's just bring my violin in. And so I played a little piece, and turns out that they liked it, and I booked the part. Wait a minute. Just so I understand this correctly, it wasn't required. No, and you just brought it in. Have, yep. you, have you ever done that before? Uh, before I think, this, I think I may have. I think I may have uh, one time. But uh, the thing that I'm thinking of, I think it was required. Wow, like they wanted to. Okay, see. okay. Um, but I mean, why not, right? <laughs> I mean, what the heck? You're you're there to show your skills. Yeah, right? exactly. So you you did it. You gave them a little piece, yeah, a little yeah. shot, and then they liked it so much. Exactly, exactly. Wow. And I remember getting the piece that was supposed to be played in the film uh, or the show, rather. Um, and that was given to me on, I believe, a Friday. Uh, I got a text or a call from uh, one of the ADs, and he's like, hey, the, so here's the piece. How soon can you get a sample to us for? I was like, oh, geez, I don't know. It'll take me some time to practice and stuff like that, right? So I just did a rough like playing of it, sent mm-hmm. it over to them, uh, I think, over the weekend, and they loved it, and they're like, okay, sweet, cool. We don't have nothing to worry about because they were thinking like, oh, will I be able to actually play it or that kind of thing and stuff like that so so yeah i sent that over to them and the experience in general it was uh, it was completely new i've never done it before where you get where you get an earwig put in and you actually hear the playback of the music in your ear yeah and and you're playing along with it and then at one point you have to fake playing which is really difficult because the bow is kind of levitating the air and i can't <laughs> hit the strings with it otherwise it'll make a sound <laughs> right but movie magic, right? They yes. need they need bits with it. They need bits without it, so they can mix it in together. That's really cool. Yeah, good experience. It was amazing. Wow, was amazing. that's awesome. Yeah. I want to talk about the, your newest release right now is Dark Harvest, or the it's a, this is MGM. This is the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dark Harvest. I watched it recently, and uh, not enough you, frankly, <laughs> in, in my opinion. I appreciate it. Um, but how did you like that experience being on set and whatnot? Filmed in Winnipeg. Yes, mm-hmm. filmed in Winnipeg. Uh, what school? In and around Winnipeg. Uh, Techvoc Collegiate. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So the entire experience of actually filming Dark Harvest was incredible. And I miss the cast. I'm sending sending my love to them. Uh, they're scattered here and there, like New York, LA, Vancouver. Is that right? Winnipeg. They brought yeah, in a yeah, lot yeah. of actors from yeah. uh, outside yeah. the city and province. Wow. Um, it was awesome, man. We hung out all the time. At like at We went to Red River X. We, we hung out so many times. Uh, we went to karaoke nights and just the relationships that we built in that short amount of time. Yeah. I just love it. That's great. Yeah. You're showing them all the the gems. Yeah, as you exactly. Said, you know? Exactly. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, and so it's always so funny, like because you're kind of like the smart guy of of all the boys sitting there. Yeah. And I'm like, there's that long shot of of you all on the on the bleachers, and like you're the only one wearing glasses. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I know what's coming. I'm I'm prepped. I'm prepped. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but personally, the elevator game uh, was released on Shutter. Yes, Shutter. Yes, uh, and and it's uh, it was one. I have to be honest. I wasn't expecting too much of it. As I said, I'm not really into horror. 
I did get scared <laughs> from awesome. this, this movie. Good. It's Good. that thing where uh, tingles were up and down my spine. Okay. Like, I wasn't like, ah! Yeah, I wasn't yeah, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But it definitely it affected me physically. And I thought you were amazing in Thank it. You. you were so good in this film. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about the elevator, elevator game right from the audition. Uh, so I actually had a couple of auditions for it. Uh, followed by those few auditions, there were a couple of meetings with the directors. The directors changed a couple of times throughout oh, the journey. Really? Yeah. Okay. And that was also one of the things where it didn't really take long to uh, produce or post-production. But before it actually got to the point of production, it was like a year or year and a half before we actually kicked it off. Um, so that was also a new experience for me, like having zoom meetings with the directors talking about the character, right. talking about like the script and all that kind of stuff, which also the script changed between the audition and the actual filming of it. And we got the script, I believe like a week or two before filming. And I was like, Ooh, I'd like to that look at it. Tough. I'd like That's to learn the lines and stuff. But, yeah. Um, but it was awesome. Yeah. And then like all the usual stuff of like wardrobe and, and, uh, you know, going in for fittings and all that kind of stuff. And then comes along um, table read. Uh, so the table read for the script, read through the script, and we were sitting in the office set. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was looking around and seeing all these props, and it was like, wow, this is this is wicked. This yeah. is actually the set that we're going to spend a month in and stuff. Um, and we took a tour outside of, like, where we were going to shoot some exterior shots. And let, that's Old Market Square, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that, for that, mostly on, uh, all of it. Uh, princess in the exchange district right yeah, yeah, yeah. on princess yeah. like the whole concept of, of of the movie i found really interesting not just the elevator yeah. and, uh, there may be spoilers here I, just in case you uh, i would suggest go see it like but um uh, but the whole idea of like you get to the 10th floor you go out you're in this other world and but it's still the world that you're in yeah. it's so freaky yeah alternate dimension alternate yeah. dimension yes thank you and the effects were really good. Yeah, yeah I loved it. The really effects, cool. The practical and visual effects. Mm-hmm. And the scene of you going into the restaurant. You no, know, that would have been the restaurant on the kitty corner of Art Space there. Yeah. And so you're in there, and you gotta grab the salt and yeah. the candles and oh all that. Gosh. That's hilarious. It was scene. it was so fun. You know, throughout that scene, I kind of had Kramer in my head. <laughs> 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 not, not gonna lie. Um, That's great. Yeah, it was fun. It was man. Like, when else do you get permission to run into a bar or a restaurant? Just make a mess of the place yeah. and just run out. It was, <laughs> right. it was so much fun. Oh, my goodness. And then Bradley Sawatsky played it pretty yes. good, too. I was I was so happy to finally work with Bradley. I, I know, I've known him for years, uh, I think, first from being a reader for auditions. Mm-hmm. And he's such a cool guy. He oh, plays he's the coolest. so well. Yeah, 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 he's great. He's in almost every little production yeah. that comes yeah. to this city. And <laughs> for, good, for good reason. Yes, yeah, for, for sure. sure. And also, I loved it when you're waiting at the bus there. And at first, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to get killed right away. Yeah. So, but luckily, it's like, whew, he didn't, yeah. he didn't And die. funny story about the bus scene. Uh, if you if you remember, as I'm running out, I kind of have a little slip. Yes, yes. That was not planned. No, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was so sandy. I just, I just ran out. I hit a patch of sand and just face planted onto the sidewalk. <laughs> Right. It was it was hilarious. The the part that was planned afterwards was me dropping the knapsack. I was like, hey, I think it'd be funny if my character drops the bag, right, and just goes back for it because he yeah. want, <laughs> he's running away from this demon, but he wants his bag. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking that too. Like, you know, I wouldn't. I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. Even though it's like, oh, I gotta keep this. Yeah. Like, I don't care about you know. I can't. I don't want to live without this bag. <laughs> exactly. And I also love the little dance you did in the bus shack there. Yeah, it was fun. It was. I mean, I don't know. I did it. I I didn't actually hear any music right because that's all in post so i was like okay i have no idea what they're gonna do so let's just do something (laughs) see what happens the thing about the movie also i liked and like the the effects were kind of in the shadows yeah you know i I don't even think uh, you get a full-on shot of the of the girl demon or whatever you know like you kind of at the end you get like a little side face and yeah but like um like for instance when um the main character what's what's her name you, very, you play very, Maddie Burns. I play Maddie. Chloe. She dies with a little red tear. Yeah. Uh, this is absolutely spoilers. <laughs> little red tear. And then it seems like her brain just exploded through her eyes. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it just looked really good. But you don't get to see all of it. You yeah. get to see, like, you know, just maybe a second. Yeah. So something that I learned in uh, film studies at university, we did, one of our projects was to make kind of like a spooky horror film. Mm-hmm. And one of the notes were, so what makes it scarier is the less you see. Yeah. of the monster or the demon or something right. like that. 
because it leaves more to the imagination. It leaves more for the audience wanting to see it and being on the edge of their seat. It's like, oh, when are we going to finally see it? Yes. So in the elevator game, you got to be horrified and you got to do a lot of screaming. How yeah. did you take on that? It's funny because being on set, you usually like have fun. You have chats with the other cast members and stuff like that. And this one scene in particular, a spoiler alert, my death scene, um, we were kind of like all in our own corner, not even talking to each other, just in our own headspace. Um, but the director, Miss uh, Rebecca McKendry, she was really awesome. Right. Uh, she was awesome in helping me scream properly such that I don't damage my vocal cords oh, and really? like screaming from the belly, so to speak, which I've never experienced before. Okay. And just being in the moment in the scene of going through that traumatic experience in the scene of being attacked by this demon when it finally comes to that moment in the film... She she was really awesome in kind of timidly and calmly coming up to me, approaching me, giving me some redirection, asking me if I'm doing well. And she was just awesome in being a director and being there for us, for the cast. Well, that's great. Yeah. She was awesome to work with. For sure. That's cool. Sure. That's really cool because you never know with the director how it's going to work out. Yeah, you know? yeah. I've been really fortunate with really positive directors thus far. And now since then, you're screaming like a pro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What are some of your favorite films? Like you, you, you love film. Yeah, you love films. What are some of your favorites? Everything. Everything. <laughs> I know that's a that's a that's a. I'm not gonna say bad, but yeah, it's it's kind of like a bad answer and a general answer. But honestly, speaking to, so here's why I say everything. Okay. I never used to watch horror, up until horror audition started coming along, horror project coming along. I was like, okay, I gotta watch this, so I know what I'm getting into, so I know the feel of the movies and the characters and how they're portrayed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so in that sense, I think it's important for 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 me to watch bits and pieces of everything so that you're kind of open to everything. Yes. I do love um, comedies. I love... I, I like horrors now in the sense that when I watch them, I don't necessarily get spooked, but I'm always thinking of, ooh, how do they do that? <laughs> yes, you're looking at it from a filmmaker's perspective exactly. or an actor's perspective. Exactly. And then when, when they can take you out of that... That's a good film. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Show wise, I really love watching shows just because it's not just an hour and a half and it's kind of over. I love for the story <laughs> to keep going, so I love watching TV shows. Let's hear some. What are, what are some ones? Only that you murders love? in this lately. building. Only oh yeah, I've seen first season one. Man, I, I I didn't know, I didn't know what I was expecting, but I kind of just clicked it on on Disney Plus, right? Yeah, I loved it. Just like all of the actors and the cast that's actually in the movie. Yeah. Like, first of all, that's awesome to see. Like, in the newest season, I'm pretty sure Meryl Streep is going to be coming along. Oh, if I'm not God. mistaken. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wicked, like, the people that they're using. And just, like, the whole style of it, the whole, I don't know how to put this, like, the, the dainty elevators, the neighbors, and they're kind of, like, having yeah. fun. But then there's this mystery that's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I love that. I love The Rookie. I really love. I don't know what The Rookie is. The Rookie. So that's kind of like a cop show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this Is Us, if you've seen those. No. That's more of a drama, <laughs> family, kind of real life story. Mm-hmm. And that, that one really touches your feels. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, comedies like The Big Bang Theory, Friends. I was just watching reruns of Friends okay. last night, yep. especially after the unfortunate passing of Matthew, Matthew Perry. Perry. Yeah. Yes. That's, that was tragic. Yeah. That's horrible uh, way to go. Man, such such great classic shows. Um, let's talk about Dean Dean Gunnarsson. Yes, you, you portrayed him in this short film. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be making the rounds, and you'll be able to see it. And um, and you're great in it. You're absolutely you. great. I have a small role. You are in as it. well. <laughs> I, I have this small role, which is uh, which was a lot of fun to do because I haven't really done anything in so long, like on on film. I want to know how did you get the role? Was there auditions or did how did that come around? So I got the role. So I was on set of the Spencer Sisters. We were shooting the scene in the cafe, and uh, comes along uh, Miss Michelle Boulet, and she was subbing for someone on set. So oh, she wasn't right. even supposed to be there that day. Wow. Okay. And she found an interest in me and asked if I would be interested in this little project that they're coming up in the new year with. Uh, so this was last summer, I guess. And there being Sarah Constable as exactly. well, being exactly. director of photography. And I was like, yeah, that sounds super interesting. And she's like, oh, it's going to be about a uh, magician escape artist, Dean Gunnerson and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm super interested. Uh, did you know who that was? At the time, no. No. You know, growing up, I did. I was really into magic. I will say that with the whole Chris Angel vibe and like David Blaine and yes. all that. Oh, and, yeah. Like, the shows that they had on TV. I was really into that. I have a Chris Angel mind freak uh, magic set. So funny enough, I was, I mean, 
most kids are, I guess, into magic. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was really into it. And, and so it comes along, um, the new year, uh, we meet up with Mr. Dean Gunnerson. That was the first time I met him up until then. I looked up all of his former projects mm-hmm. and his shows yes. and I found these newscasts, as you were saying earlier about like his escapes and all these crazy stunts that he did. And it is, it's just insane. It's the amount cool. of courage that he has yeah, and the skill and the talent when he does these escapes and these performances, because all it is, it's, it's all performing. It's all entertaining the audience and giving someone a smile and excitement. Yeah. Right? And he's been doing that, as the, as yeah. the short film says, since he was a, what, young, like just teenager, Teens, yeah, just yeah. turned and performing, volunteering at a children's hospital. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's where the short film starts. So that's yep. where you're, so you're playing Dean there. So, so we met, so we met and he showed me a couple of like easy magic tricks and all that kind of stuff. And then. I spent a good couple of weeks at home, like doing little card shuffles and practicing with cards, practicing with a appearing, disappearing cane and all that kind of stuff just to prep myself for the project. Mm-hmm. And then eventually come along, not the wardrobe fittings, but the hair fittings. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a, that was an interesting, super fun, uh, new experience for me. I had a, I had a, a mullet for the project and right. it was awesome. Yeah. I freaking it loved it. It looks good. It does. It does. It's it really does. Good. Tina Robinson did an incredible job. That's that's a wig. It is, it, it is. Oh, so like shoot. the lower half of my hair, like the mullet part, they're just extensions, pretty much. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, extensions. But it's like it's all like <laughs> hidden so well, like layered into my hair, like all around. She did such a great job with it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was awesome having that hair on for a good two, three weeks, I think, and kind of like trying to wash with it and like feel it in my head. And eventually when it came off, I could still feel the phantom feeling of the hair still being there. Right. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like aside from, aside from those jokes and stuff, uh, just like the whole feeling, the vibe of that era of the eighties, like the clothing, the, the feel, the, the cool little walk that I do like down the hallway at the start. Like mm-hmm. I just love it so much. The yeah, music. For everything. sure. And that's the, that's the beauty about film, I guess. You get to play different roles in different times and um, yeah, being with Mr. Gunnerson with Dean on set, it was it was awesome making doves appear out of nowhere, being put into a straitjacket by this by this escape artist, the world's most renowned <laughs> artist, being put into his straitjacket. Yeah, it's like these things you can't really. It's not like a once in a lifetime thing, but it's definitely a unique experience. Definitely unique, and I'm so grateful to have had it. It was just a blast. Yeah, honestly, it was so much fun, and, and it's an amazing short film. Yeah. And and the idea is you make the short, and hopefully that can be turned to a feature film. Yeah, and so it's it's just amazing, and it's a great story too about how Dean uh, met his uh, uh, at the children's hospital. He met Phil, and Phil wanted had took an interest in magic, and the two of them set out. And to escape from all these local rural uh, prisons. <laughs> exactly. So thank you, thank you for your permission for letting us use one of your precincts and being locked up. <laughs> oh, that's really yeah, because I play the, the the sheriff who's uh, barely fitted into his shirt. It's so embarrassing. I can't believe I didn't rip it. I think I actually did rip it by the end of that, the end of the day. But uh, that's it's a good thing. It fits the character. I'm am eating a donut at one point. So exactly. Just, you don't you gotta hold back on the donuts. It's showbiz. It's, it's all showbiz. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do the money shot. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this that's, is the that's 100 awesome. question. 100 questions in okay. five minutes. Nazari. Oh boy. This is it's not it's kind of tough, but I think we can do it. The whole idea is it's a question and answer within three seconds. Okay. Okay, that's uh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Um, it has not been. It's only been done uh, completed three times, out of uh, roughly seventy-five attempts. That's 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 uplifting. <laughs> so yeah, one hundred questions, and then they're relatively easy. Yes or no. Fill in the okay. blank. Okay. If you say something that contradicts. Uh, something you've spoken about in the in, okay. in the interview already. That's a wrong answer. Yeah, ninety percent have to be correct. Oh wow! But basically, we just got to finish <laughs> because okay, that's that's the hardest thing. Just working it in the five minutes. Okay, and if um, it takes too long for me to answer, we'll just edit that out of the podcast. No, right? no, 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 no. Nice try. <laughs> no actor <laughs> Nazari Demkovich. All right, your money shot. Ah, six dollars and twenty cents.
now that that's out of the way, listen, Nazari, I want an audition for Milos Folk Ensemble. I recently picked up the accordion. I think I'm pretty good. Uh, tell me what you think. Here we go. Name a local band. Uh, uh, the, the, the Winnipeggers. <laughs> Can you wiggle your ears? Yes. Have you ever been to Gimli? Yes. Have you been to Flinflon? No. Have you been to Churchill? No. Uh, name an album you've owned. Um, uh, the, uh, Yellow Submarine. Name a VHS movie you've owned. <laughs> the Titanic. <laughs> Name a superhero. Uh, Spider-Man. Name a supervillain. Uh, uh, Venom. Favorite food. Sushi. Have you played frisbee golf? No. Do you ski? No. Name a store at Polo Park. Uh, Eaton's. No. <laughs> McDonald's or Burger King? <laughs> Burger King. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Pepsi. Betty or Veronica? Uh, Veronica. Apples or asparagus? Asparagus. Favorite breakfast cereal? Oh, uh, uh, Vector. Did you see the new Indiana Jones movie? No. Name a beastie boy. Um... <laughs> We're gonna pass. Name a type of car. Uh, Audi. Uh, can you whistle? Uh, another one bites the what? Dust. Oh, nice. Have you, do you keep a garden? Yes. Favorite actor? Me. Favorite actress. Nice. Buddy White. Name a movie you hate. Um, uh, oh, man. Okay, oh, we got to skip that one. That's too late. Okay, name a book. Um, uh, Harry Potter. Name a song from the 80s. Oh, um, uh, uh, I'll do it for love. Name a politician. Uh, Justin Trudeau. Paper, rock, or scissors? Rock. Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? No. Do you golf? Yes. Do you have a tattoo? No. Would you skydive? Uh, maybe. Favorite <laughs> flavor of milkshake? Oh, strawberry. Name a candy. Uh, Tootsie Roll. Name a candy bar. Uh, 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 uh arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Name a Winnipeg bar. A Winnipeg bar? Yeah. Like, uh, Leopold's. Name a Winnipeg jet. Oh, uh, um, uh, Shifley. Name a Winnipeg blue bomber. Uh, I don't know bombers. Okay, uh, Goldeye. Name a Winnipeg Goldeye. Uh, the fish or the baseball player? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the fish. Uh, name a Winnipeg Sea Bear. Oh, I oh I haven't even gone to a game yet. Yeah, me neither. Uh, name a Winnipeg ice cream place. Oh, um, uh, BDI. Do you make your bed daily? Yes. Uh, favorite alcoholic beverage? Uh, monkey's lunch. Fav <laughs> God damn it. Name, uh, favorite non-alcoholic beverage? Sprite. Favorite comedian of all time? Uh, um, um, uh, Kevin Hart. Name a uh, favorite TV show as a kid. Favorite TV oh, show. Oh, Simpsons. Favorite uh, subject in school. Science. Science. Yeah. Do you like raisins? Uh, yes. Do you like pickles? Yes. Do you like onions? Yes. Do you like anchovies? No. Do you like liver? No. Do you like rhubarb? Yes. Do you like mustard? Yes. <laughs> Do you like Kanye West? Uh, yeah. Uh, road trip, planes, train, or automobile? Which one would you take? Automobile. Name a John Candy movie. John. Do you know John Candy? Oh, shit. Uh, strike that one. Uh, name a John Candy SCTV character. No. Can you play guitar? Uh, trying to. Can you play drums? No. Can you sing? Yes. What would you buy at Robin's Donuts? Donut. Uh, name, a, <laughs> name a Prince album. Uh, 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 oh, shoot. It's just on top of my head. Oh. Uh, the, the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting you off the hook. Name a Prince album! Uh, pr Prince. I will take it! How often do you shave? Uh, once every three days, four do you, days. Do you bite your nails? No. Uh, ever, uh, ever been to jail? Yes, in, the, in Escape. Oh, right! Well, ever get a speeding ticket? No. Do you daydream? Yes. What scares you? Daydreaming. What makes you happy? Daydreaming. Uh, name a heavy metal song. Uh, uh, another brick in the wall. Maybe I'm a Canadian actor. Um, myself. Uh, do you like coconut? Yes. Name a pro wrestler. Uh, uh Dwayne Johnson. Uh, how many keys on your key ring? Uh, three. Do you have change in your pocket? Yes. Uh, cashier or self-serve? Cashier. Name a Simpsons character. Homer Simpson. Do you keep a journal? Yes. Are you a gum chewer? Mm, sometimes. Name a Star Wars character. Uh, uh, the Darth Vader. Are you a morning person? No. <laughs> you play backgammon? Uh, used to. Have you, really? Have you bet on a horse? <laughs> yes. Do you own an air fryer? No. Do you, uh, name a really good movie soundtrack. Oh, um, uh, Baby Driver. Uh, 30 seconds. Name a, uh, a ship. 
A ship, Titanic. What would you find at Disneyland? Oh, wait. Fight? Find. Oh, find. Mickey Mouse. Have you ever broken <laughs> any bones? <laughs> no. Uh, who does your hair? <laughs> Me. Name a famous celebrity you've met. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Have you seen a ghost? No. Do you go to the gym? Yes. Do you camp? Yes. Favorite color? Blue. Name a Marx brother. Uh, 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 Marx? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Marks! Mr. Marks! Name a PC boy! Damn it! I, I blame me on that one. No, I'm sorry. No. That I'm was sorry. fun. Oh, shit. That, that was, was my first, like, hot takes experience. That was a blast. Hot takes. <laughs> Where are the wings at? <laughs> oh, fuck. Carolyn makes fun of me so much. You know that uh, that TikTok yeah. viral thing? Hot ones? I work hot 10 hours. <laughs> oh All gosh. I want is Wingstop. All I want is Wingstop. Wingstop. Fucking drive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, hot ones. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, that's, I guess, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. eating the hot sauce. At, and at the, the end, they food. have hot takes where they, what is it? They, they like, add extra dab of hot sauce yes. or whatever, and yes. they ask rapid-fire questions. <laughs> and this is my first time doing something like this. It was, it was a blast, honestly. Well, More stressful than I expected. <laughs> well, you know what? You're definitely the youngest guest I've ever had on the show. And so, and I never even thought of that as far as the questions I'm asking you right. are probably, yeah, past your, uh, your knowledge of pop culture, especially, do you Sorry. know what SCTV is? No. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like Saturday Night Live, but a Canada, a Canada version. Okay. Well, not very different, but the same kind of era, you know, obviously, you know, Saturday Night Live. For sure. But and then we're not going to get into too much history here, but basically there's like uh, Martin Short. You right. saw yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Um, he was from SCTV. Okay. Like in his, I guess in his 20s, doing sketch comedy. Look right. it up. SCTV for is, sure, is for a sure. classic uh, Canadian sketch comedy. It's just brilliant, brilliant stuff. Cool. Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, John Candy, oh, Joe wow. Flaherty. Very cool. Uh, just, who am I missing here? Dave Thomas, Rick Moranis. Just like they're just like the funniest people. Nice out of Toronto, Second City, Toronto, Second City TV. Anyway, yeah, I was like, look, oh, somebody's question. I'm like, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, probably not in your radar anymore, but yeah, but you did pretty good. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. This for has been me. awesome. It was it was a tough it was a tough shot, as I said. So, but we we're going to. Uh, you have an Instagram. You have a Twitter. N a z a r i y d. Yep. That's Twitter and Facebook. I'm sorry, Twitter and Instagram, and then you have a Facebook. Yes, sir. And you said this just taken. DEM at the end. What, yeah, what, who, who it, so, it? someone took my username. Is there someone else? Someone <laughs> just was trying to make a buck? They're trying to sell it to you. No or something? kidding. Right? Oh, it's, it's all ridiculous. good. I, I, I appreciate any connection. You into it? You like the social media? I loved it. Mm. I, uh, well, yeah. I, I guess everyone has their moments, right? There's times where you like it, times where it's annoying. Yeah. I try and try and make the most out of it, so to speak. I'm not the best at staying up to date, but I try. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, man. Thanks again for coming on the show, Nazari. Thank you so much for having me. Right on. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, one more thing. Uh, Bonus question. I wanted you to say something (laughs) in Ukraine. Okay. Can you say... uh, Thank you. Simple thank you. Yeah. So thank you would be diakuyu. 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 Yeah. Diakuyu. Yeah. Perfect. Diakuyu. Diakuyu. So diakuyu for having me on the show. Uh, th- uh, thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, bye. Or what's bye? Uh, Dopobachinya. What? <laughs> yeah. So, so Dopobachinya is kind of like like goodbye, like long, long for. Oh. So Dopobachinya. Dopobachinya. Chenya. Yeah. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. What's cheers? Just kidding. Cheers. <laughs> Actually, cheers. Cheers would be budmo. <laughs> budmo? Yeah, budmo. Budmo. Yeah, so cheers. Budmo. Budmo. Hey, kids, tired of the same old lame breakfast cereal? Yeah! Well, get ready to level up with new Elevator Game Cinnamon Crunch. Elevator Game Cinnamon Crunch with marshmallows. This movie's pretty scary, guys, but the cereal's pretty good. I'm eating a bowl of little elevators. Yeah! Each box of elevator game cinnamon crunch is loaded with cinnamon sprinkled mini corn elevators and delicious marshmallow characters from the film. Raspberry Ryan, Mango Matt, Banana Becky, Kiwi Chloe, and Coconut Cafe Bar Host. Plus, there's a working mini elevator on the side of the box for you to play with. Elevator game... Instructions on the back. Close your eyes on the fifth floor. I want 
gonna play the elevator game. I'll press the button. Here we go. Door four. Four two. Door six. Four two. Door ten. Door five. Don't forget to close your eyes. Close what? You have failed. <laughs> you have entered a dimension of pain and torture. You will be praying for sweet death as they pull off your skin and chew on your bones. Elevator game cinnamon crunch. <laughs> Part of this complete breakfast.